This is Kim and Tim running through the red tape from Gerard Phillips, Kate and Hancock. I'm David Schifrin with, as always, Kim Fox, partner and regional practice lead here at Gerard, and Tim Stewart, SVP in our national practice. The conversation we've got today is a segment of a longer one that we recorded this week. We covered a few different topics, including the energy that we're starting to see and experience around the slow return to in-person meetings. In fact, we recorded this podcast in person for the first time with all three of us together in the same room. But considering the rapid evolution, or really the de-evolution, of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we're bringing this segment as a standalone episode because we're seeing attention and, and getting questions from people about whether they, in their organization, should speak out, and if so, how to do it. So yeah, we're weighing in on weighing in. I have to admit that getting everyone in the same room was great, but I'll have to rethink my setup. In fact, I knocked the recording deck off the table, unplugged my own mic. It happened. It was fine. We moved on. So there was that. As always, please subscribe to Kim and Tim running through the red tape on Apple Podcasts by searching for Gerard, Gerard Phillips, Kate and Hancock. We've also got a couple of other shows there as well. The idea here, or what we've seen most recently over the last week, but certainly over the last two years, is organizations struggling with how and where to enter into broader national and global conversations. So I think we've seen in the last week where, like, does your health system need to have a stance on the war in Ukraine? And a lot of places have determined, yes, you've got a number of Eastern European and maybe even more specifically, Ukrainian people in your area, you need to speak directly to them. But it is the latest version of the, do I have to say something about X? And I don't think that people have gotten it right yet. And if you have to, if you have to phrase it that way, do I have to weigh into this situation? If you're asking yourself that question in that way, then no, you shouldn't. But we've gotten that. I, oh, we, absolutely. I've gotten that question. Every week. Do I have to do, weigh do in? Do I on have this? to? Well, no, you don't have to. In fact, if you're, like I say, if you're asking yourself that question in that way, then you shouldn't be. Right. If, you're, if the question is, we, if the statement is, we have to weigh in here, how can we do that best? Then yes. But I also, for most, I mean, I could be wrong. For most hospitals and health systems in this country, I can't imagine that they have a bunch of people in the community or their employees who are like, when is our health system going to say something about the Russians? I just don't, I don't think that that's where people need to enter. And so I do think in this one, it's kind of easy. There, There's a clear aggressor and a yes. clear victim. There are broader geopolitical issues at play, but you know, in the macro, you can pretty easily stand with Ukraine. The I do think there's a degradation of your voice when it's not your space. Yeah. And so, like this, yeah. I'm not saying don't weigh in on this particular issue. I do think that you have to wonder when you need to weigh in because you're diluting your message. Yes, I agree. I, it's Tim won't be surprised by this at all. Another soccer reference, <laughs> but to that point, like soccer is, it's a very it's political. Global, it's yeah. global. It's highly political. The history is fascinating in the way that it's been used and abused. Anyway, sports, sports washing. washing. There we go. But two things stand out. One is that last week, two Ukrainian players for opposite teams met 
they play for together for the national the Ukrainian national team. They met before the game and just hugged each other and talked for a minute. And it was this incredible moment. And both teams had various ways of, of paying tribute to the Ukrainian people. But then at his press conference, the manager of Chelsea, which is currently but about soon to not be owned by a Russian oligarch who... Uh, not just any. I mean, like, one of, one of his best buds. One of the handful. And you don't get at that level in Russia without right. being Nobody involved. Nobody made in... a clean billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> He's now selling the team. But they keep a- the media keeps asking the manager about the war. And he's made some point like stand with Ukraine and whatever. And he finally just like kind of went off on a report and said, you have to stop asking me about this. Like, I can't repeat myself anymore. I am not a politician. I've said what I can say. Basically saying, I'm trying to stay in my lane. Now, can we please talk about what I can speak to, which is the tactics and sub- substitutions in the, the game that we're playing. Right. Not everyone is an expert on everything. And this is part of like what social media does. But a lot of people should not be weighing in on this. Right. They don't know what they're talking about. When I've tweeted over the last week, I've mostly tweeted my ire at Major League Baseball owners yes. over their lockout of the players. That's because that's something I know about. It's not because I don't care about Russia you know, invading Ukraine or the possibility of nuclear war. It's because I... And a relatively recent development have tried to moderate the way that I enter conversations <laughs> and limit it to things that I actually have a perspective on. And 10 days ago, I had the same amount of information that 99% of the people in this country had about Ukraine and Russia, which is not much. This is going to sound glib, and I don't. But it's it's the the joke that we always make every two or four years about the Olympics. I just thought of this, right. where all of a sudden we all are watching luge curling like, diehards. Cur- yeah. yeah, every four years we are all experts in the most obscure sports, and it's the most irritating. I mean, I do I it too. I love it though. Oh, it's it's so much fun to do, but it's so it's so irritating when other people do it. But this is that on like a global scale. But so like individual idiots on Twitter are going to do whatever individual idiots on Twitter do. I think organizations and brands online have crept too far over on this. And it's like, there are no lanes anymore. It's cool Everyone's right having one conversation and everyone has to weigh in on whatever the conversation is that day, whether it is as important as world war three or as insignificant as uh, Larry David hawking crypto, everyone's got to talk about it. You know, it's interesting speaking of this of this issue. For those of you that have have know me at all, you know I love to cruise. I have to bring up cruising at least every podcast. Are you are you breaking the fourth wall? You're not talking directly to the podcast listeners. Yes, I am. Hello, because we know we know about. The so cruising. I'm just talking to you. Okay. You, I, so you know I'm a cruiser. Okay. Love yes. cruising, but one of the things that's really interesting to me about about that is so I was on a cruise over Christmas and. They had a ceremony where they had crew members come carrying the flag of their country, right? Mm. And so they picked the, the top 20 countries that re- were represented because it's every country uh, is represented on a cruise ship, uh, on the crew. And so they handed out flags in the audience and we were waving our flag and we would wave the one that we had to whoever came out, right? And then, the, and then of course, you know, Carnival came out this week with a, with a statement about about the war and that there are Russians and Ukrainians and whoever working side by side. Perhaps all in indentured all, servitude all, to carnival. Stop it. <laughs> They're getting paid. 
But it, it was really, I thought, now, yes, you need to weigh into that. Right. You have employees yes. from every country yes. on the globe. So yes, you need to weigh in on that. And like you said earlier, if your community has a, a huge Ukrainian group or Russian group or whatever, or your employee base is, is represented there, then gosh darn it, you better weigh in or have, a, have an opinion. But does this is this related to your mission? Is it something you care deeply about? Yes, then you should weigh in. But to, to randomly and to call us and say, can you create a message for us? Because we're not really sure what we need to say, but we got to say something. So what War should bad. we say? Yeah, yep, there we go. Yeah, what, what should we say? And if you're asking that, then I think just maybe ask a different question. What? Uh, because sometimes we've also seen people, the, the, the Twitterati, go after a person or primarily an organization for not saying something. Mm-hmm. Oh, fill in your least favorite company here right. has not said something about your right. most favorite issue there. Mm-hmm. We have to go after them. So if you happen to be in that situation, somebody in your community decides that you should have said something about whatever issue, but you have chosen to, it's it's not appropriate. You've decided it's not the right thing for you to do. What's the message then to come back and say, appreciate your feedback, but here's why. And that would be a personal message. Do we respond to trolls? No. Oh, I was describing, I didn't realize I was describing trolls. I guess that's true. It We're is. Talking, I mean, it if is, you're being trolled you by somebody. So yeah, troll. so you're right, you're right. If, if you're, don't respond to trolls. I mean, if there's, if there is an issue raised by somebody on social media, what's the standard, the, the best way to handle that is respond publicly, but get it offline. Yeah. I, I would love people to are t- able yeah. to separate a good faith question or good faith criticism rather than just trolling. A, yeah, I, I do think getting, as we know, this is sort of standard good practice is if you need to respond to that person, respond publicly, but get it off by saying, I'd love to talk about this with you. Here's my number or can we chat about this? I'd love to hear your perspective. And that's it. Online, right? And that works for anything. I don't know, for for random Twitter person saying one thing, I'm not even sure I would worry about it. But I do think that organizations respond or react disproportionately to online trolls. The the threshold for responses, the the trigger is usually over the top. Um, We just worked with a client that had a blogger or I guess, you know, Facebook person, a Facebooker, if that's what you call them, um, that was targeting them and were responding to every comment, and there were multiple. And, and what we discovered through some surveying and, and asking people, no one was paying attention, really. Certain people were, like 35 people. But uh, it was disproportionately affecting the elected officials and community leaders. And so that's where you need to target and fix, right, is those folks. But the average person didn't even know anything about it. So the, all of this is of a piece, if maybe I can fit this into, into fit these puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. And some of this has certainly been exacerbated by the last two years. The inability to, <laughs> I mean, this is why we don't do this in person. Because things happen. Is it still going? Tripping over the wires. Knocking things off. I was about to say something brilliant. It's gone now. (laughs) I had it and it's gone. Thanks a lot. I Uh, could have saved that, but I liked liked watching it. Did I I just... 
the flattening and lack of proportionality is what I'm talking about. So yes. like both on the need to weigh in on everything yes. because it feels like, oh God, we have to say have something. Have to say something. Yes. And the idea that a couple of random criticisms on the internet are being seen by, by everyone. everyone. These are And that everyone feels the, the same way that person does. The latter thing is intentional. That's in the design of social media to make it feel like things are you know happening everywhere all the time. But I think that we've seen certainly recently that lack of proportionality in how we respond or how we think through crises or opportunities is a real problem. We've been we've been going at 90 for 2 years. Right. And people have not figured out how to ease, ease it off, ease, ease back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mile an hour zones. Yeah. 